Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you, ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 to get 15% off your order today. That's code POD15 at FractureMe.com. You're listening to KIOF-LP, 97.9 FM, Las Vegas. This is Las Vegas Public Radio. Broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. With your host, Rocco Kelly. Live every day on Amp.TV. And thanks for listening on KIOF, 97.9 Las Vegas Public Radio.org. And WIRB Talk 1490. You can follow the show on Twitter at The Sports Angle or follow our posts on Facebook, The Sports Angle Radio. And now, here's your host of The Sports Angle, Rocco Kelly. Welcome to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Now, in baseball, there has always been the mascot. And through decades and decades and decades, there has been discussions about who is your favorite mascot. You know, and for certain teams, if can of a certain team, you're going to have a mascot that, you know, you're either going to have attachment to or you're going to go, hey, that's very funny, the way they have this mascot be a certain way. But the question, the million-dollar question is not who is your favorite mascot, but you have to tell me who is the best mascot in MLB. Now, obviously, there are a couple of teams that don't have a mascot, but majority of them do. So, just that question alone is this. Who is the best mascot in MLB? And how do you judge a mascot? Like, if you had a mascot competition, how would you rank it? Like, what would be the variables that you're looking for when judging a mascot, I mean, is it just based off of popularity? Is it based off of the look? Like, what is the reason for why you are picking that mascot as the best in MLB? Because there are so many. Like, for example, there is the Philly fanatic out there 
in Philadelphia. He's had very creative moments. He drives his uh, four-wheeler. He's had uh, moments with Jose Batista, with uh, Adrian Beltre. He does a lot of skits. He does a lot of commercials. And overall, it's a very entertaining mascot. But is he the best mascot in MLB? How about out there in Toronto, the Blue Jay? I mean, it's very simple. It's straight to the point. But you got to ask the question, what makes the best mascot in MLB? And with you who are listening right now on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Reddit, on Instagram, on all of this, and especially on AMP TV, AAMP.TV, you get to answer this question. Who is the best mascot? Not your favorite, but who is the best mascot in MLB? And more importantly, the second part of the question, how do you rank mascots? Is it based off of the quality of the costume? Is it the production value? Is it the amount of skits and the amount of segments they do per game? Or is it the amount of interactions they have with the players and the fans? Because if it was, like I said, if it's by interaction of the players, Philly Fanatic beats everybody by a landslide. And, and right there, Maybe. I think... Go ahead. I think right there you, you said it. I, for me, I think it's the Philly Fanatic because of the interaction with the fans. That is what the the mascot's supposed to be. It's supposed to be that link between the um, the fans and the players and the team and everything else and have that, that goofiness, that silliness that, that comes with being a mascot. Now, granted, yeah, I can get down with a mascot who's a really good dancer or one that, that always brings the T-shirt cannon out. But if you don't play pranks or if you don't get the crowd interaction – what are you really there for? I've I've been to baseball games where you don't even know that there is a mascot walking around it, because there is no interaction for anything. Every once in a while, one will show up on the field, and you're like, wait a minute. I didn't even know these people had a mascot. Right. Because when it comes to interaction with the players, however, and it comes to those funny segments and those funny little pregame skits, the Philly Fanatic – and then the mascot in Houston. Now, I understand the Houston Astros aren't the most popular topic right now in terms of popularity. However, the Astros mascot has been very entertaining in the last three years or so. Hey, do you think the mascot knew about the sign stealing? That's a million-dollar question you got to ask yourself. Who do you, who do you think Did held the, the camera? Did the mascot know? Who do you think was holding the camera? sign stealing was a thing. That was it. They were holding it. They were holding the camera. Who do you think was banging on the trash can? Come on. You know what? Let's get a live feed of the Astros mascot. Like, as he's on the bench, as he's on top of the dugout, just, you know, his feet, right? So, you know, stomping your feet on top of the dugout, that makes noise. Just reading just saying, signs. I mean, you never know. I mean, you never know. Maybe the Astros mascot knew about the whole time. Maybe we were played. <laughs> but 
You know, it just it's just a topic that I understand that you're some most people are gonna pick their favorite team. Like if you're a Cubs fan, you're gonna pick Clark the Cubby. I I, I I get it. But you gotta understand the question. And your host, Rocco Kelly, is gonna go with the Philly Fanatic. I think he is the best mascot MLB has. In terms of marketing, in terms of interaction, in terms of the production value. Cause he actually looks like a good mascot. It doesn't look like the Phillies just took an $8 costume, found an intern, and said, hey, here you go, be the Philly fanatic. No, it looks like they actually tried with this mascot. And you know what? It's worked. It really has worked. And you also have to understand that there are going to be some teams out there who don't have a mascot, so unfortunately they won't even be in the discussion. But Philly Fanatic would be your host, Rocco Kelly, best mascot in MLB. Now, if you want to open this up a little bit, I understand the Nationals, they have their presidents, and they do the run around the field. The Atlanta Braves, they have the, uh, the Mr. Freeze, where he runs around the field. Las Vegas Aviators, the minor league baseball team here in Las Vegas, has two mascots, not just one, two mascots. So it's all about perspective. And that's the great part of this question. It's all about perspective. I'll go with Philly Fanatic. Is that what you were going to go with? As like the best yeah. mascot in baseball? Is it yeah, Philly, Philly Fanatic? Philly Fanatic is, is up there with me. I also like... Um... Uh, well, for other mascots, Gertie is in that same category, I think, with uh, with the Philly Fanatic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a really good mascot as well, definitely. Now, this is not just because he's in Vegas, but Chance, the mascot for the Vegas Golden Knights, I've always liked that mascot. Yeah, I know Gritty gets all the attention, and I understand all these people love him. But Chance, the mascot for the Vegas Golden Knights, is also a very creative mascot. You got to give him some credit. And also, think about this. In basketball, they have so many mascots that go out there. The Bull from the Chicago Bulls. I'm not just saying this is a Chicago Bull. You know, he's Betty the Bull. But I have always liked Betty the Bull. He's really entertaining. And he also makes all these mistakes all the time. Where he'll fall down these stairs. He'll accidentally bump into a fan. There's been times where it's off camera and he stumbles into somebody by accident. Like, he's entertaining without even trying. And that's the true sign of a mascot right there, man. You have to, you have to be entertaining, but at the same time, you can't be annoying. Like that's that's the thing. There's that that fine line of I'm dressed up as a silly person, but at the same time, me poking you, I may get half a dozen pokes before you turn around and slug me in the face, or uh, maybe I'm standing behind you mimicking everything that you, that you're saying. And I think that's why they can get away with it because they are um, they are dressed up. If I was a regular dude doing all of the things that mascots were doing, I would get slugged in the face so quickly. 
Yeah, and there's also those pre uh, predetermined sets where, like, the mascot will dump popcorn or they'll dump somebody's drink on them and steal their girlfriend, which, by the way, is probably one of the best skits ever because, A, you already know it's planned, but, B, the girl is always into it. And now that makes it, like, a million times better. When, like, the mascot pours the beer over the guy and you see him just, like, pick up the girl and they just run uh, run, run into the stairs. I don't exactly. know why, but any time I've gone to a sporting event, that has always been entertaining. If now, I was a regular dude, they'd they'd come after me. Exactly. That's the point. Continue the discussion on social media at the Sports Angle and hashtag the Sports Angle. Who is the best mascot in MLB? This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host Rocco Kelly, and we'll be back after this. Las Vegas Public Radio Station, KIOF 97.9 FM, is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. Welcome to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Join The Sports Angle as it brings a unique mix of sports discussion to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics. Join The Sports Angle every morning at 8 a.m. on AMP.TV and KIOF 97.9 Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello, is it me you're looking for? T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide. I should know just what to say. And you know just what to do. Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean. From the Paul and Dean Show, listen to the Paul and Dean Show live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOFLP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, I'm Aaron Clements, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop, ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices, get them all. I like where this is going. Zenni.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95. Until 10 a.m., we'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Craig Orndorff. On the next Seems Like Old Times, our theme is lady songs. Songs that have the word lady in the title. Come up with a few in your mind. See if we match during the show. And on the countdown, we go back to the second weekend of March in 1949. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. Welcome back to the Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly. Follow the show on Twitter at the Sports Angle or follow the feed on Facebook, Sports Angle Radio. And now, here's your host of the Sports Angle, Rocco Kelly. Welcome back to the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. About a month ago, your host, Rocco Kelly. And I know some people try to be humble and they try to... You know, Trey try to give credit, but they try to redirect it. No, I'm going to come out and say it. About a month ago, I was talking to somebody about Tua Tagovailoa out there in Alabama. Now, shout out to Talk 1490 WARB out there in South Alabama. I said to somebody that I have Tua Tagovailoa going to the Washington Redskins with the second overall pick. And the person that I was talking to said that I was, quote, crazy, I don't know sports, and that it will never happen. But I now have the, a grin on my face, and I have the biggest smile from ear to ear because there has been reports that the Washington Redskins could move on from Dwayne Haskins, who they drafted last year in the first round, and draft Tua Taglavolia with the second overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft. Now, that deserves a round of applause just in my part, because I'm taking credit. But more importantly, hear the reason why a month ago I said to you that Tua Tagovailoa was going to go to the Redskins. I did not trust Dwayne Haskins as a starting quarterback, as a franchise quarterback, long-term for the Washington Redskins. Dwayne Haskins is a nice quarterback, but he is not a franchise quarterback. What the Redskins need is a franchise quarterback. And they have not had one in a little over a decade. Like, honestly, can anyone name me the last time that the Washington Redskins had a franchise QB? Was it Donovan McNabb? That brief stint that Donovan McNabb was a Redskin? Was that the last time they had a quality franchise QB? Was it Jason Campbell? Robert Griffin III for that three years that they ruined him? Kirk Cousins? You have to answer that question. When was the last time they had a franchise QB? It could have been maybe, and I'm stressing this, maybe it could have been Donovan uh, in that two-year stretch he was with the team. 
And that's even stretching it as a franchise QB at that point. But so let's say Donovan McNabb. The Redskins is all about marketing. They are all about getting the best face during the draft. There has been so many times where the Redskins go after a name instead of a need. And what is better than a face than grabbing the quarterback from the University of Alabama who probably would have won the Heisman if he wouldn't have gotten injured? And you also got to understand this, is that the Washington Redskins, they have some pieces. They brought back Adrian Peterson. They got... They've got some quality wide receivers, and more importantly, they have set up certain parts of the team already. They've caused an effect on certain parts of the offensive line, defensive line. They are making moves. With a second overall pick, and they are not going to be good yet, you got to give them about three years to do this. But get them to a... Have him be your franchise QB and have him take over the position right away. Because is Colt McCoy going to get brought back? Because if Colt McCoy gets brought back to start like the first three games, then have Tua come in. But if you don't have Colt McCoy, if you don't have a veteran QB that you can have in your system, then you got to start Tua right away. And the NFL is all about growing pains. If there is a likely scenario that Tua and Joe Burrow both start in week one, it wouldn't be that far of a stretch to say that that's a possibility, that two of the top rookie quarterbacks could be starting right away. Here's the question, however, that needs to be addressed. Is he the right fit, however? Is he the right player for Washington to draft? Now, obviously, I said he was going to go to the Washington Redskins about a month ago because they need a franchise quarterback. But is he the best fit? Is a Chase Young better? Is them getting an offensive lineman, one of the best offensive linemen in the draft, better? What do you do with the Washington Redskins second overall pick? Do you go with the face? Do you go with Tua? Do you go with the best player available and the best player in the draft, and that is Chase Young? Or do you go by need? That is the question as a Washington Redskins. You've got to ask yourself because every question has a different answer. If you need to go by need, there's a different answer. If you want to go by a face of the franchise, you go with a different answer. If you go by best player available, there's a different answer. Like, what would you do? What would you do if you're the Washington Redskins? Do you go all in? Do you draft to a Tagovailoa, and do you trade Dwayne Haskins one year after you drafted him in the first round? Because that seems where they're going at this point. I don't think Washington has a system. So, so really, it depends on on your system. What you're what you're trying to do with with what option you you go here. 
if you have a system, you go out and you try to find a need. That's usually number one when you trust in your system. You're trying to replace parts. You're trying to um, replace players that uh, filled a need and then couldn't um, couldn't stick with it. So um, that's that's what you do if you have a system. If you're out for jersey sales, and let's say you're a um, a top franchise already, and you want to you want to go ahead and grab some more. Um, some more sales, some more tickets, some more jerseys, some more what, what have you. So that's where you go and you get a face. But really what I think the Washington uh, uh, team needs to do is get a good player and build a system around them. Because that's the other option if you don't have a good system. And the Bengals are essentially in this same kind of thing anyway, where you get a good player and you mold the team around that player. And you say, look, this is now going to be our heavy hitter. This is our vanguard. This is what we are going to hang all of our hopes and dreams on, on this great player, which is why you see all of these exuberant amount of contract numbers and, and millions and millions of dollars per game is because you say, look, you're the best player arguably in the draft and then arguably on the team. So what we'll do is we will be your supporting cast. And I think that's what the Redskins need to do. Right. And right. And that is a very good point. And the people who are listening right now on AMP TV, double AMP dot TV on iHeartRadio and Spotify, the Redskins need the best player available. Both of you in the chat have said they need to take the best player available, but the Redskins need to make money. And more importantly, Dan Snyder loves to make the bold statement. Why do you think eight years ago he gave up nearly five picks to go and get Robert Griffin III because he was a name? Because he was already an established star from Baylor. There have been so many times where the Washington Redskins have gone out and gone and get players because they are an established name already. And Tua is already an established name. He was at Alabama. He had, he had a successful college career. There are some people who are saying that he might have the best potential out of all the quarterbacks in this QB-heavy draft class. So with all of those in mind... Passing up on a guy like Tua, knowing who Dan Snyder is, and knowing who the Red so- the Redskins want, it seems like them going all in on Tua, trading Dwayne Haskins to L.A., them getting a good investment out of it, sounds like a good idea. But if they get Chase Young, you're pairing him with his former Ohio State teammate in Dwayne Haskins. At that point, you're not trading Dwayne Haskins if you don't get Tua. Let's stay for the obvious. If you don't get Tua, Dwayne Haskins is staying. If Dwayne Haskins is staying, you're going to get him alongside Chase Young and Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State. And that is the way it is. But you let me know. What do you think the Washington Redskins are going to do? Everybody who's listening right now, who do you think 
Will you think Tua is going to go to the Washington Redskins, or will he go someplace else? You let me know. This is The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly, and we'll be right back after this. Vegas's first official arts, culture, and tourist station. Magic 97.9. Listen to the Joy of Jazz five days a week from 11 to noon. With your host, Joy. Enjoy classic and modern jazz, exclusive interviews, and much more. It's the most fun you can have before lunch. Underwritten by Pink and Blue Organic Energy Drink. Visit their website at www.pink-blue.eu. Welcome to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Join The Sports Angle as it brings a unique mix of sports discussion to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics. Join The Sports Angle every morning at 8 a.m., on AMP.TV and KIOF 97.9 Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide. I should know what to say and you know just what to do hi this is paul and this is dean from the paul and dean show listen to the paul and dean show live every saturday from 10 a.m to 11 a.m right here on kiof lp 97.9 fm las vegas public radio broadcasting around the corner from the fremont street experience in fabulous downtown las vegas nevada Hi, I'm Aaron Clements, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop, ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. <sighs> The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Craig Orndorff. On the next Seems Like Old Times, our theme is lady songs, songs that have the word lady in the title. Come up with a few in your mind, see if we match during the show. And on the countdown, we go back to the second weekend of March in 1949. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. One nine. Call now. Welcome back to the Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly. If you want to get in touch with the show, you don't have to bang on a trash can. You can follow us on Twitter at the Sports Angle, or you can always go to amp.tv and join the conversation or catch up on previous shows. And now, here's your host of the Sports Angle and thesportsangle.com. Rocco Kelly. I wouldn't want to wish that on anybody. Now, speaking of franchises that have struggled at times. Now, you are about three years in. You're about to get a brand new stadium, but you haven't developed a fan base. Now, guessing who this is, if you have guessed the Los Angeles Chargers, you would be correct. Now, look, I have nothing against the Chargers in San Diego. In fact, I went to a San Diego Chargers game a year, a couple of years ago. I had a great time. I went tailgating. I was I, I went and saw the action. It was great to watch. But that was in San Diego. And you had a devoted and a dedicated fan base in San Diego. And look, Dean Spanos, you need the harsh truth here. And the harsh truth is that the moment you left San Diego and went back to L.A., you lost 60% of your fan base just like that. And you have not been able to get it back. Why do you think in a 30,000-seat stalker stadium, you could barely get any Chargers fans to show up? Like, think for a second how disrespectful that is. That a 30,000-seat soccer stadium, not even an NFL stadium, you could not get a full stadium of just your own fan base. In fact, there was a re- running joke that the Chargers were on the road all 16 games during the NFL season because they do not have a fan base in L.A. If you are in Los Angeles, you either love the Rams, you remember the Raiders, so you're still a fan of the Raiders, or you just don't care. Because simply in L.A., it is a basketball town. All right, and that's a fair assessment to say. I don't think anybody will stop me if I, if I say that. But it's true. L.A. is a basketball city. All right, they got the Lakers. They got the Clippers. They got Staples Center. And that is their bread and butter. 
Yeah, they got football. Yeah, they got baseball. They got hockey. But basketball is where it's at. The Chargers do not have a fan base in L.A. And that is the point that I'm trying to tell you, is that Dean Spanos, listening, thanks, thanks for the listen, by the way, but here's the harsh truth, and you do need to hear this. Moving to L.A. was the worst decision you could have done for the Chargers. I know you wanted more money. I know you're greedy. I know that all you wanted was a brand-new stadium, but you sabotaged your own fan base. Who cares about the Chargers in L.A.? For anybody who's listening who's in Los Angeles or who has been in Los Angeles over the past three years, answer me that question. Who has cared about the Chargers since they've gone to L.A.? Because I doubt more than 10 people actually care that the Chargers are in L.A. You got the Rams. The Raiders were a former team there. You got the 49ers. You've got so many sub options. And don't forget, you got the Lakers, you got the Clippers, Angels, Dodgers, Kings. There are so many options that L.A. fans can do. It also doesn't help when you've been mediocre at best. Yeah, you had that one playoff run where you lost to Tom Brady. All right, you had that one little run Los Angeles, but majority of your tenure in L.A. has been a disaster for the Chargers. And you know what? It sounds like I'm being too harsh on the, on the Chargers. You're right. Maybe I am. But it's harsh. But it's harsh love. And more importantly, it's a harsh truth to Chargers fans. That staying in San Diego, you wouldn't have lost 60% of your fan base. And also giving a middle finger to your fans by saying, hey, I'm not going to listen to you and I'm going to do what I want. Why would Chargers fans stay Chargers fans? For anyone who's a Chargers fan, answer me this. When the owner gives you the middle finger... And says, I'm going to do what I want, and I don't care about what you think. Why would you stay loyal to that? That's a toxic relationship. And look, we talked about toxic relationships here on the Sports Angle. It doesn't help anybody. So, Dean Spanos, to, to you, to the Chargers management, and more importantly, to everybody out there with the Los Angeles Chargers, you literally messed up your entire franchise just because you wanted more money. And I understand money is everything, and I understand that owners want the most money humanly possible, but you made your fan base turn on you, you went to a city that doesn't care about you, and you're about to share rent in a stadium that's meant for the Rams. Nobody is going to call that new stadium the Chargers Stadium. No, we're going to call it what it is. It's the Rams Stadium. And look, don't you get me started on the Rams. They're hypocrites as well. But let's focus on the Chargers for a second. The Chargers, you're not even your own tenant. You're not even your own franchise in your own stadium. You're part two in that stadium. You don't have a fan base. You don't have the players to advertise L.A. 
You have Bosa, and that's it. You have one player on the Chargers that you can advertise. And I don't even think they're advertising him because most people don't even know about Bosa. They know about his younger brother because he's out there in San Francisco. He's making his name well-known. But his older brother is just as good. They're around the same level of competition. But you don't know about him because they don't market him. You've got to ask this question. Who do you fault for the Chargers? Do you fault Dean Spanos? Do you fault the general manager? Do you fault the coach? Do you fault the players? Who gets the blame for this mediocrity that's called the Los Angeles Chargers? Because, yes, the sports angle here, we're being rough on the Chargers. But that's because they deserve it. Dean Spanos, you took the money, that's fine, but you ruined the Chargers by going to a market that did not care about you. At least the Rams, even in their hypocritical ways, at least the Rams went back to a market that actually cares about them. You didn't. And look, I don't know that you're taking the draft. They're going to take a quarterback. They need a quarterback to replace Phillip Rivers. So they'll probably go with Hubert, or they'll go with Jake Fromm, or they'll go with some of those guys at a quarterback position. And look, I'm not giving a pass to what Because the Rams did a very hypocritical, very hypocritical thing as well. But they at least went to a fan base that wanted L.A. was a Rams town even before they moved back. All right, there was a market there. The Colts, they went to Indianapolis because Indianapolis was starting to grow a football town. It took them a while to grow it exactly. You got Eric Dickerson for that. And you got to think all of the talent that they built into the 90s, Marshall Falk, Peyton Manning, Edrin James, you got to thank them, but they were starting to grow in Indiana. That's why they moved there. Cleveland, they moved from Cleveland to Baltimore because Baltimore was one of the most established football towns of all time. All right, Baltimore Memorial one of the most iconic cities in football. That's why they went back. You've got to ask yourself, who gets the blame? I'm asking you. Who gets the blame if you're the Chargers? Is it Dean Spanos? Is it the management? Is it the general manager? Is it the players itself? Who gets the blame? Well, I think the the Rams were already struggling to begin with, and now to put another football team there, that's that's the issue. You're talking about oversaturation of football. That is one of the things that, that – is prevalent for that and, and really really follows your same kind of mentality for it. But th- that's a bad decision from a bad owner and uh, a greedy person. That's not an oversaturation because the fans wanted it. I don't think anybody wanted them to move to L.A. No, nobody wanted the Chargers in L.A. Nobody wanted it except Dean Spanos because his pocketbook became a lot heavier. 
And that is the unfortunate part about it. You should have never left San Diego. This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly, and we'll be back after this. Las Vegas Public Radio Station, KIOF 97.9 FM, is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. Welcome to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Join The Sports Angle as it brings a unique mix of sports discussion to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics. Join The Sports Angle every morning at 8 a.m. on AMP.TV and KIOF 97.9 Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello, is it me you're looking for? T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide. I should know just what to say. And you know just what to do. Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean. From the Paul and Dean Show, listen to the Paul and Dean Show live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOF LP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, I'm Aaron Clements, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas. Hi, everyone. I'm Craig Orndorff. On the next Seems Like Old Times, our theme is Lady Songs, songs that have the word lady in the title. Come up with a few in your mind, see if we match during the show. And on the countdown, we go back to the second weekend of March in 1949. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. a show of the sports angle you can always follow it exactly where you're watching it now amp.tv 
Not watching on Amp.TV? Well, then how are you supposed to join the conversation? Want to join the conversation? Go to Twitter, at The Sports Angle, where you'll see some of our favorite posts. Like our favorite posts? Go to Facebook and follow the show, The Sports Angle Radio. My, what a tangled web we weave. And now, here's your host of The Sports Angle and thesportsangle.com, Rocco Kelly. Welcome back to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. On AMP-TV, AMP.TV, you can interact. You can join in on the conversation. And, you know, you bring up a great point. Or the Raiders, when they went to L.A., here's the problem. Is that the Raiders still have a market in L.A. I mean, there are some fans who are around in the 80s, in the 90s, who still love the Los Angeles Raiders. I mean, there are rappers and there are musicians who still rep Raiders gear because when they were in L.A. in the 80s and 90s, the Raiders were the main team back then. So I actually disagree on that. Is that L.A., when they had the Raiders and the Rams, they both left. The Raiders, if they would have went back to L.A., it would have been more justifiable then the Chargers going to L.A. It's going the Chargers going to L.A. is still a boneheaded move. Either way you slice it, it was a terrible decision, and it only benefited one person, and that was it. It did not benefit anybody else besides one guy's pocketbook, and that was it. I mean, I'm not going, I'm not being too harsh on the guy, am I? I mean, I'm just calling it how I see it. Nobody benefited from the Chargers moving to L.A. outside of Dean Spanos. You lost 60% of your fan base. Let's be generous and say 65%, because that's probably what happened. You lost majority of your fan base. You went to a market that's already oversaturated and care about you. And you're in a stadium that you're renting. You're not even the mainstay in your own stadium. The Rams are. Nobody won outside of Dean Spano. If anybody can prove me wrong and tell me anybody else who won from being the Los Angeles Chargers, I'm all ears. But I don't think anybody won from this outside of one guy. Do you agree? Because I feel like I'm being too harsh on the guy, but I'm just calling it how I see it. No, man. Be harsh on this dude. That's the issue with, with a lot of this stuff is that it, it's it's owners, it's general managers, it's, it, it's people of the higher up that aren't in the weeds. And really, maybe they're not fans. I don't want to say anything uh, contrary to that, but but maybe, maybe they're not. And, and all they really want to do is just make as much money because it's a business for them. Yeah, I'm sure I would like to see, if I owned a team, see my team succeed. But I don't care that that um, that you, you've been loyal for 30, 40 years to a team. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to move my team to the place where I can make more dollars if, if I'm an owner. 
Now, granted, that's a terrible concept that you have there, but that's what a lot of owners, not just owners in um, uh, teams, but owners in just businesses in general, they're, they're always trying to squeeze an extra couple dollars out of everything, regardless if they destroy the brand or not. Yeah, and somebody made the argument originally when it happened that, oh, the Chargers were in L.A. when they first started, which is true. They started in Los Angeles back in the 1960s. How is a 50 gap between the 60s and 2017 going to help you at all? The key word was it didn't. You don't jump back into a 50-year-old gap in a market. That, by the way, had four teams be in that be in that market in that time span. I would understand if they left and they were the only one that had ever been there. No. They had four teams stop and go and do their little truck stops by the time that they had a 50-year gap. It's. I understand they want to make a couple more bucks. And as an owner, you want to make as much money as humanly possible. I get it. But it was a terrible move. And looking back at it, it was still, still only benefiting one guy. And that's it. Because you're trying to shove a team down somebody's throat. I mean, it's it's like if all of a sudden you're you're talking about Indianapolis. And you said that they moved because it was a football town. It's like if someone else exactly and they moved there and it grew from there. It's like if if everybody turned around and said, well, there's too many fans uh, for the Patriots. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and build um, another team right there in Boston and get some more of those Patriot fans. Let's take them away from there. It's it's almost as like the Jets and the Giants can get away with it because it's the largest city. They can do that. And it's like they tried right. to shove it in our in, in everyone's faces that L.A. was the second one. But you've already said it. L.A. is a basketball town. It's like if you tried to pick and throw another NBA team into New York. New York is more football. You can get away with two football teams there. I don't think you can get away with two L.A. football teams. I don't think you can, especially if you're not going to bring anything over other than just the team. Well, actually, I will correct you on this because I've been around enough people from New York to know this is a baseball town. I know they love their football. I know they love their basketball. Hockey's great, but baseball's where it's at. Yankee Stadium, you got City Field, you had Shea Stadium for the longest time. It's a baseball town out there in New York. So, yeah, it would be like trying to add another team in baseball in New York. All exactly. Right? If you did Yeah, because that, you've got the Mets I mean, as well. So you, you have it. it, just like you have the Giants and then the Jets behind it. You have a secondary team or you have a second team, I guess you should say. Because I'm sure there's a lot of Jets and Mets fans that wouldn't appreciate me saying secondary team. So uh, it's the same thing. You just can't shove it down into a town that already isn't supporting the Rams as much as you'd like them to. And how many teams have come and gone, like you said, across L.A.? 
you you can't just shove them in there. You might have had a better chance throwing a, a football team in Chicago, the third largest city, in in making sure that uh, that you could get another football team in there. You might have had a better chance there. Uh, and for the most part, and I and I only understand this with Chicago because of uh, perspective. Yeah, because of an outside um, idea, but it also seems like it's a basketball town in Chicago. Just considering all of the high school teams, considering all of the prestigious colleges and all the stuff that goes on in Chicago, it's always seemed like it's a basketball town. I understand that you know Michael Jordan, you got to give a lot of credit to because of that. But once again, Chicago, basketball town. New York, baseball town. L.A. is a basketball city, all right? That is what it's been. So trying to bring in another sport oversaturates it. And just for anybody who just brought this up, and I and I thank you for it, yeah, when you're in New York, you are most likely going to be a Jets, a Yankees, a Knicks, and a Rangers fan, all right? You're most likely going to be one of those four. And then the opposite you're either going to be a Giants, a Nets, a Islanders, or a Mets fan. That's the trend you've always noticed, is that there's always been a kind of trend depending on which part of New York you live in. It's a situation, and yeah, San Antonio, getting an NFL team has always been considered, but San Antonio has been a San Antonio Spurs town for the longest time. I mean, they just lost their um, minor league hockey team. Like, literally, San Antonio Rampage just moved to Henderson. Yeah, for anybody who wants to know, that AHL team that's coming, Henderson, that's coming to Las Vegas, and they're becoming the Henderson Silver Knights, yeah, they were the San Antonio Rampage. So San Antonio just lost their minor league hockey team. And their minor league baseball team, they're in San Antonio, they just thought. Their triple baseball team. So it's a situation where San Antonio makes sense until you understand they only have one professional team there. You only got one person in a market, and we don't even know if San Antonio would work with the NFL. We have no idea. We can make assumptions, but we don't know yet. There's no proven track record. But back to the Chargers. The Chargers is in an unfortunate situation where if you're a fan of the team, I don't blame you for leaving. I want to state this. I understand that leaving a fan base is considered taboo in the NFL. All right, shifting from one team to the next. But for the Chargers, you make the, the exception. Because the team essentially abandoned you. If you're in San Diego, and if you've been a longtime fan of San Diego, if you've lived in San Diego, if you were born in San Diego, you basically got betrayed. So you switching teams is like the one time that I can look at it and go, you know what, you are absolutely right. I understand why you did it. I mean, it all makes sense, right? I mean, if you are from San Diego... There is no reason for you to continue being a Chargers fan. Like, literally, they woke up, and in a span of a week, 
Like, literally a week. It wasn't, like, months. No, it was a week. The Chargers decided, yeah, you know what? I'll take the L.A. money. All right, middle finger to you guys. I'm out. Goodbye. I don't blame it. And it's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. I feel bad for San Diego, but hey, you got the Padres. And the Padres look like they're on the up and up this year in baseball. And it is going to be great to see what the Padres farm system is going to do. Considering they have one of the five top five farm systems in all of baseball. Be excited for that. Las Vegas' first official arts, culture, and tourist station. Magic 97.9. This programming segment on Magic 97.9 FM is sponsored by the Las Vegas Tribune Newspaper Company. Their website can be found at www.lasvegastribune.com. Welcome to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Join the Sports Angle as it brings a unique mix of sports discussion to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics. Join the Sports Angle every morning at 8 a.m. on AMP.TV and KIOF 97.9 Las Vegas Public Radio. This program is brought to you in part by PHYN. In partnership with the Southern Nevada Water Authority, Finn's products protect your home from damaging pipe leaks, conserve our water and save you money. More at Finn.com. Slash SN. WA. At General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially during Pride Month, which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at GM.com. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. 